You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. You're listening to the Paragon of Broadcasting Excellence, D-Lance Day Radio Network, coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, the one and only, James Lewis III. It's always a pleasure to, to share the airwaves with our listeners, both local and around the country on, on all of our affiliates and around the globe, people listening on Lance Day Plus. We have a fantastic show for you today and I want to get into I get a lot of the the fodder for for this show you never know what we're going to talk about I could be talking to the CEO of Aetna which I do in the HealthCast series that's kind of the allure of the show I could have Rampage on here we could be arguing about who has a, a better sneaker collection which is definitely me I could be talking about sports be talking about hip hop, but I get a lot of fodder for the show watching television. And I was up late a couple of nights ago and I was scrolling through TV one, watching reruns of a different world. And they had a dating show after a different world was over. So I'm watching, I'm they're They're right at the point at a different world where, where Whitley and Byron are about to get married and Dwayne Wayne steps in and runs off with Whitley at the, at the wedding. And one of my favorite sidebar, one of my favorite parts of of that, when Dwayne Wayne steps to Whitley at the wedding, so she, she won't say yes to Byron pastors up there to go through their vows. And she hasn't said yes. She's kind of pausing because she doesn't really want to marry Byron. And she's pausing. And then Dwayne makes his move. He gets up and he says, Whitley, if you will have me, I want you to be my wife. Will you take me this day to having to hold till, till death do his part through, through sickness and wellness for rich or for poor? Baby, please. Ron, his best friend Ron gets up and, and Byron's boys, but some of Byron's friends are trying to pull Dwayne back and, and not allow him to, to get to Whitley. And not allow him to disrupt the wedding. And Ron Johnson, Dwayne Wayne's best friend, is playing fullback. He's pushing people out the way as Dwayne Wayne is making his overture to, to Whitley Gilbert for marriage. We all got to get some Ron Johnsons on our team, man. We got we to gotta get people on our team that will be there when, when we're taking the biggest risks of our lives, people that have our back through thick and thin. And I just, every time I see that, I'm like, Ron, Ron was out on that. Like, I hope that my boys, my boys from back home in Columbus that I grew up with, I hope that if I was ever in a situation like that, now I'm a, a happily married man, but I hope that if I had to, to get my wife, if I had to bust up someone else's wedding, I hope that my boys that I grew up with back in Ohio in C-Bus would have been right there for me. And they would have been pushing people out the way as I was stealing, stealing autumn 
from, from some jabroni that she was about to marry. Back to the show. So I'm watching, I'm up late, and they have a new dating show called Asking for a Friend. It's hosted by Lisa Ray McCoy. If you remember, Lisa Ray McCoy, she always wears white. She was in the player's ball. She was, she was the primary protagonist. She was dancing her way through college at the player's ball. I think Ice Cube was, was throwing some racks at her. It was a very interesting movie. Uh, the, the John that ultimately she was, she was married to Morris Chestnut in The Best Man. I don't remember her name, but she was also one of the dancers there. Jamie Foxx was in there. Jamie Foxx did some mad movies before he was Ray Charles and won an Oscar. Jamie Foxx earned that Oscar. Like, he was a booty call. He was buns and booty call. That's the rage that he has. But Lisa Ray McCoy hosts this show. And basically the premise of this show is you have, you have two friends. So it could be boys. It could, it could be sister gals. It could be one episode that I saw was, was an ex-couple that became friends, which is, I'm sure that that wasn't awkward at all. And they pick blind dates for their friend based on what they think their friend should, should hook up with. So you know, you know your boy's type. You know your, your girl's type. And they pick these dates, and then they meet at a central place, and it's two dates. You have two very quick dates. So it's like an hour. Come in and meet each other. You hang out, get to know each other a little bit, see if there's a vibe. And then after the dates are over, they confer with one another and decide. They give their own opinions. They say, oh, yeah, you know, you and Sally really seem to be vibing. Or, or you and, and, and Eric look really cute together. They have a conversation, and they decide if they, they can pick one of the two dates. So in the show, they, they show snippets. From the first date, they show snippets from the second date, and then the friends confer. They decide if they, they can choose to pass on both of them. So they, they can go full tender, swipe left on both of them, or they can say, hey, you know, I'm going to pick one. I would like to reach out to her and go on another date. Now, sometimes they reach out to the person, and the person's like, nah, I'm good. So it's a very interesting show. I liked it, which is why I'm talking about it, which is why I'm starting off the show talking about it and lisa ray mccoy she's narrating this so she's putting in her smart peanut gallery comments and all of that stuff now lisa ray mccoy if i remember correctly she married like the prince of monaco or something like that so she knows about dating and she knows about she knows about getting her hooks into a man she married like some multi-billionaire like she was she was living it up doing her thing i don't know if it worked out but she married into to some royal family. I don't think I don't think she has to act anymore. I don't I don't think you're gonna see her on on any of the the Lifetime movies or or Tyler Perry in his half a dozen series that he has running simultaneously on on BET. But what what struck me now I'm a married man, so I have a different perspective. I've been married for for nine months. I have a much different perspective on dating and on relationships as I used to. And I don't want to go full Kevin Samuels here, but, but the first episode I saw, there was this young lady who was a model. She was very beautiful. She was very tall. And the guys that were in this particular, the, the two friends that, and I guess short people hang out together. I mean, I'm tall. 
So I hang out with tall people. I guess people that are like 5'7", hang out with other 5'7 guys, right? If you're 5'7", you're probably not going to be hanging out with a bunch of 6'2 guys, which makes sense. I don't think like a short person. But these two guys were kind of short. They could have been about 5'7", 5'8". And this model, she was tall, and then she was wearing like 4-inch heels, so she was towering over, over this guy. And she really wasn't feeling him because he was too short. But I remember watching. She was gorgeous. Beautiful ebony skin. I don't know if the hair was real. I don't know if the eyelashes were real, any of that. But she was beautiful. She was dressed. Very nice figure. All of those things. All of those things that the single, superficial man would love. I'm probably going to get myself in a lot of trouble in this segment. But I'm in too deep. Her attitude was, was not good. Her attitude left a lot to be desired. And I was sitting there wondering, I was like, is this guy going to go for her? Because the attitude wasn't that good. She, she kind of mentioned that he was short and, and not really typically her type. And she talked about the type of guys that she dated and all of this stuff and, and all yada, yada, yada. About I've dated ball players and dated people in the NFL. And she was a successful model. And this guy who's kind of short, kind of an everyman, nothing special about him, had his own little small business, but he wasn't balling. He didn't pull up in, in, a, in a Mercedes Benz or BMW or something like that. And I thought that he was going to let this girl walk all over him. And I'm sitting there watching. That's what, I, that's what actually engaged me. I was like, is this guy going to tolerate this chicanery? The second girl he dated... And I want to be careful what I say. She she did not look like the, the supermodel, that first girl. She didn't have the same look. She didn't have the same figure. She was very beautiful. But she was more subtle. She was dressed different. Didn't have the flash. Didn't have the, the fake eyelashes. Wasn't wearing as much makeup. But they really hit it off. And he ended up picking this second one. And to me, that was just interesting. I... It seemed like a, a kind of a paradigm shift in, in what I see in dating. And I, I watch my single friends as a married man. I watch what's going on. And I don't usually comment on relationships. I don't usually comment on marriage. I've only been married for a few months. I'm not, I'm not a veteran, man. I don't, I don't know enough to be talking about this publicly. But I thought it was very interesting that the guy, he went for someone who would be traditionally viewed as not as attractive, although she was attractive. But she wasn't dressed in the same way. She was much more laid back. She seemed lower maintenance. But they had better conversation. They had a better connection. The model, she wanted, she wanted this stranger to rub her feet. Because they had been playing miniature golf as a part of the date. And she wanted this guy to rub her feet. I was like, that's pretty interesting for, for a first date. I don't, I don't really know you. I don't want to touch your feet. And the second lady was so laid back and so cool and so easy to be around. And it just made me wonder. The, the model, she kept talking about her looks. She was so focused on how short the guy was and, and kind of the money that he made and what he did for a living. And if I could go back and talk to my single self, because I've been with my wife for many years before we got married. So I've been off the market for a long, long time. But if I could go back to speak to my single self from like seven, eight years ago, I would tell myself not to chase after 
the young ladies like that first one in in the television show. And I'm not saying that, that women that are really attractive and, and really tall and beautiful and, and make a living taking pictures of themselves. I'm not saying that they don't have a right to choose what they want. I'm not saying anyone doesn't have a right to have their own type, to have their own vision. It's your life. You have a right to date. You have a right to sleep with. You have a right to cohort with. You have a right to procreate with whoever you want. It's none of my business. None of Lance J's business to tell you what to do. But I'll say this. Single guys, if you're 5'8", five, 5'9", five, if you're 6 feet tall, and someone says I only date someone that's 6'2", that's 6'3", six, six, or taller, and makes six figures, and puts you into these boxes, you have a right to, to chuck the deuces, man. I'm so glad that this young man did not tolerate her foolishness, although she was gorgeous AF. I'm glad, I'm glad that he went for, for, the, for the young lady who he had a connection with. And I wish, I wish more people did that. Both men and women, we chase, we chase around when we're single, and even not just single, but in our own personal lives, we chase around people because they're good looking, because they're popular, because we think they could do something for us, because there's some superficial attraction, because they're cool, because they're in a certain clique or a certain frat or come from a certain family. We chase people around all the time. And at the end of the day, that stuff doesn't matter. You can't build a, a long-term relationship on somebody's curves, on, on somebody's skin tone, on the color of someone's eyes, on how much money somebody makes. Because all of that stuff can change in the blink of an eye. I just wanted to share that because that I was watching that, like I said, the other night. It really touched me, and I was glad to see it. Paragon 7 Studio. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Cook Mosaic Meals and Mosaic Meals to go because everyone deserves a delicious, nutritious meal. We're a purpose-driven food and nutrition services group created to help organizations and their clients make meaningful improvements and advancements toward equitable access to proper nutrition and food security within their diverse communities. Contact us today to learn more about our nutritious, delicious Mosaic Meals at 512-710-6665 or online at mosaic at mosaicmeals.com. I'm the latest hashtag challenge, and everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. James Lewis. But I worked for a company once. And particularly the C-suite that was in charge of that line of business. This person thrived on bullying people. They enjoyed bullying people. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. They were proud of it. They wore it as a badge of honor. They thought it was a joke. They were joking around with other executives about I'm ruining families. Husbands and wives are not spending time together because of me. 
when I overheard that conversation, I immediately said, I was like, I've got to get out of this company. This company is a train wreck waiting to happen. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.